Welcome, everybody. That music can only mean one thing, and we are the Insiders, and we are here with you on a Wednesday night, as always, at 10.15, well, 10.16. Little, little tiny bit of a tweak there, but we're good to go. Welcome to everybody uh, that has joined us so far, and uh, we are, man, we've got a lot to talk about, and uh, We've got Jeff is here with me as always, and we've got Gary Cassidy. Gary has come and joined us this week, so uh, awesome to have you back, Gary. And um, I hope uh, I hope you're ready to talk some wrestling tonight, man. We got a lot to cover. I have not fallen asleep tonight, so we are good to go. <laughs> I am wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. Um, guys, listen, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it has been another crazy week for us. We've uh, come off an impact stream last night. Obviously, we had Raw. Um, man, it, it just seems like it's just going and going and going. But, yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it's awesome. And we came off another great night of wrestling tonight with NXT and AEW. Both shows, very entertaining. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth between them both, um, and yeah, so awesome to uh, to to see that uh, everybody has joined us afterwards, and we could talk some wrestling with you guys. Uh, let me just say some quick shout outs here to the chat. To Joshua Mickelson, hello, uh, famous KJ Carter, yo yo man, uh, Rusty Shackelford, hi KJ says uh, Rusty, hello Rusty, welcome to the show. TG Rydog B, hello, how are you tonight? Uh, let's see, DJ B Tazzy, welcome, man. Uh, hope you're enjoying your uh, days off from the uh, from baseball. Uh, hope you're enjoying some time off there. You deserve it after uh, all the work you did. Um, and let's see who else we've got here. Lennon Young, welcome. Welcome. A lot of people with the yo, yo, yo's going on out there tonight. Eric Haberman, welcome to you. Uh, we got Big Boy Dally, welcome to you. Buttersspark says, hey there, welcome, man. Dave in real life, Johnny Bates, uh, everybody joining in now, Rockstar and ANSH2. Uh, I was going to say something there. It looked like onk to me, but it's whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so welcome, everybody, and let's just dig right in because, man, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's start off um, with some breaking news, obviously, from uh, AEW and NXT. Um, let's talk a little bit, Gary, about uh, Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. It looks like the match is set, and obviously that's going to be for the next NXT pay-per-view uh, coming up before SummerSlam. So um, what, did you, what do you think of that matchup? How do you think this feud is going to go? Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one because that's definitely the way everything looked like it was going. But there was a little comment from William Regal saying that you have to earn, you know, title shots. So I think they might have to have Karrion Cross compete over the next few weeks to, to earn that shot. But that definitely looks like the match we're getting. The one slightly confusing aspect for me on that match is I don't know how we get a clean finish without you know, either man looking a bit weak. Uh, and that's, you know, not to say anything about, you know, both men, because both of them are obviously really big stars, like strong contenders. But for me, I don't think you have Keith Lee lose the title immediately. But I also don't think you can have Karrion Cross lose clean. So it's a really, really odd match. But I always feel like I say this with any match that I can't predict. If you don't know what's going to happen, that normally means you're going to pay attention. It means you're going to watch, you're going to tune in. And I guess that is exactly what the, the name of the game is, is to get all of us watching wrestling. 
So yeah, I find it really interesting. I don't think they can go for another match right now. There's because otherwise it would seem like you know the result would be predictable if we had Keith Lee versus anyone else at Takeover that isn't Karrion Cross. We know Keith Lee's gonna win unless Karrion Cross, you know, is the person that cost him the match. But yeah, really exciting. I love both guys. I think both guys are great. So I'm very intrigued by that matchup indeed. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's going to be a heck of a battle. Johnny Bates says, Dijkovic turn, maybe. Mm, maybe a heel turn in the future there. You never know. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of this? I know um, you are impressed with, with Karrion Cross. Obviously, you're also a big Keith Lee fan. So um, yes. what do you think of this uh, potential matchup we got coming? And like Gary said, I mean, are they kind of booking themselves into a bit of a wall here? Yes. Yes and yes, they are booking themselves into a wall, and we're we're actually going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. But yep, um, with as dominant as Karrion Cross has looked, um, it's really hard to see him losing right now. Uh, and then you look on the other side of that, and you have Keith Lee, who's just won the championship it wouldn't make sense to take the belt off of him right now. So, I mean, you really didn't need to do this if you were NXT. Uh, let both men kind of go on their own paths for a little bit and then have that path meet, but a lot later down the road. So, um, but I, I mean, honestly, do I want to see this matchup? Absolutely. I'd love to yep. see this matchup. I'm not, not going to complain about that. But uh, but I, I think in terms of story-wise, you kind of paint yourself into a corner when um, when you start, you know, booking like this. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely could be. I mean, we were talking about uh, something similar months ago with Braun and, uh, and Bray um, and, and how they can, you know, did they book themselves in a corner with that? But, I mean, obviously, you know, that worked out. Um, so uh, who knows? But, yeah, definitely a match I'd want to see. I, I, I agree that, uh, with you there for sure. Uh, the other surprise we got, obviously, was Matt Cardona tonight appeared on AEW. So, um Gary, uh, what do you think of uh, of a Matt showing up tonight? I know you were saying he's uh, looking pretty powerful there, isn't he? He uh, looks huge. <laughs> he looks absolutely <laughs> massive. I mean, obviously instantly recognizable, so I can't really say, oh, I didn't even know it was Matt Cardona because we all knew it was immediately, but he looks absolutely massive. Um, the interesting thing here. He is definitely one of the names that is one of the few names not rumoured for Impact at all. He was one of the ones I had to have nothing about in terms of Impact. Everyone was thinking, you know, he's great friends with Cody Rhodes. They go to, like, Disneyland and Disney World together all the time. They're great friends outside of the ring, always have been. So everyone is saying he's definitely going to go to AEW. But Cody mentioned a few weeks back, and, you know, these are always the kind of thing that He's never going to say, oh, yeah, Matt Cardona will be here. Um, so he kind of has to say, oh, no, there's no chance he's going to be here. But it was still surprising to see him. Um, this is, you know, people can record things within their 90-day non-compete as long as it doesn't air and it's kind of kept on the down low. Uh, so last week he could have showed up. Um, it would have been recorded within his 90-day non-compete. But this is the first time that he could have competed without it being within that 90 days and then them airing it later. 
Uh, so they have jumped on it immediately. The, the interesting thing is, you know, Impact picked up a lot of bodies. It will be surprising if we see anyone else in AEW, I think. But you never know because there's been a lot of people, Tino Sabatelli showing up, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And also we've just seen Cameron, uh, former WWE superstar as well, former Funkadactyl, showing up tonight. So you never know. We could always see anybody anywhere. But, man, Matt Cardona is someone that I always say it. He was light years ahead of his time. Look how many people use social media to progress, like, wrestling angles now and use the internet to their advantage. That's something that Matt Cardona pretty much invented. So he's definitely a big talent. I'm just really excited to see what AEW do with him and how they use him. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's in a uh, he's in a tag team match next week uh, with Cody. So uh, you're going to get Cody and Matt against the Dark Order. Uh, I believe it is uh, two guys from the Dark Order. Um, the guys that invaded tonight, I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you will see them in a, in a tag team match next week. So um, yeah, another exciting debut for a, uh, a departing WWE superstar. And as Gary said, looks as if you know he, he was kind of meant to go to AEW uh, pretty much the whole time. So um, Jeff, are you excited about uh, about seeing Matt Cordona? Do you think he uh, made a good decision here? I mean, I, you know, you happy with where he ended up yeah I, I am because i feel like they will actually use him uh, as opposed to just having him be on the sidelines or do anything else um like that because he had i mean like gary said he's been so innovative in terms of using social media using youtube and doing the things that he's done in the past that were so far ahead of his time and I mean he really paved the way for a lot of wrestlers today and honestly I saw people talking about how jacked he looked on Twitter yep. and then I got a chance to see how jacked he is and holy crap like this dude <laughs> is I mean he he's been hitting the gym real hard over the last several months because he is a he he's looking he's looking in good shape right now. Probably the best shape he's ever been in, and uh, and that's I'm I'm so happy for that guy because he was so loyal to the WWE, and you know things ended up the way that they did, and I'm just really happy that he's getting getting an, another chance. Excited to see what he does uh, with that chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that thing we always say where, you know, the most dangerous people are people with a point to prove. And man, there's a few of them around just now after being let go. <laughs> he looks like yes. one of them. Yes, there are, man. Yes, there are. We were talking about the same exact topic last night during Impact. Um, I, I really, I mean, you're seeing the um, the excitement generated by Impact lately. And obviously, a lot of it is due to all these people that have left WWE. And you're right. Um, you know, when you've got a purpose and when you, you know, like you said, when you've got a point to make, man, that's uh, that's motivation. That is motivation. Um, before we go any further with Gary, um, I, I would be remiss if I do not say uh, with all of you guys, and I've said this already today, but I've got to congratulate my co-host and uh, my partner on the Insiders, Jeff. Um, he is now writing uh, wrestling for Sports Kita. Super exciting. Uh, super exciting. I'm very excited for him. Um, and, and again, I wish him all the best with that venture as well. I know Gary also does the same thing. So Jeff's got a little, I, I'm surrounded by two wrestling journalists. How cool is that? 
How cool is that? Um, so yeah, Jeff, congrats, man. And I know um, that everybody out there that didn't know, uh, Jeff had his first article out today. So I shared it out on Twitter. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Jeff, uh, congrats, man. And I and I know everybody in the community, along with myself, obviously Gary as well, are uh, are pulling for you and, and looking forward to seeing what you got coming out. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited and um, you know really humbled by the opportunity um i i want to i want to give a huge thank you to gary uh, because he he is uh he's been instrumental in this so uh thank you gary for um for giving me uh, some advice and you know giving me that push so uh thank you sir no problem at all, man. Honestly, that's the kind of thing that I'm slightly annoyed at myself that I didn't suggest it earlier. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten a little bit too far down that path now. I'm like, man, I should have suggested that weeks or months ago. But yeah, really exciting. I've mentioned it to you yourself. Like, I got a little sneak peek of the first article before it came out, and I was like, man, this is just a really well-written article. Everyone should check it out. It's the kind of thing that, you know, I always encourage anyone, uh, especially if it's something like writing about wrestling or talking about wrestling, man, if you're passionate about it, do it. And I've got a feeling you're going to be doing it for a long time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, man, Jeff, let's move on to the, uh, the topics on our list here that we've got for Gary. If you don't mind, what is our first topic for us today? We've got the Kyrie Sane farewell. Um, what did you, Gary, what did you think of this? Cause, um, man, I, I'm going to probably not have a very nice talk about this a little bit later in the show. Um, I, I thought she could have been written off better than it was. I mean, you just saw her in the back getting her head beat off of a garage door, um, pretty much. And then disappeared into the locker room. And then Oscar came out looking like, uh, I, I don't even know. I can't even describe Oscar's reaction. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I know obviously she said her goodbyes and then WWE did, did write a nice passage to her back on Twitter. Um, but, um, you know, are you, are you happy with the way that, uh, that she was written off? I know there were some things going swarming around there were, uh, rumors, you know, that, that maybe Shayna was going to take her out and that would be the way that she would be, you know, taken off TV. And that would kind of, uh, get a feud started between Oscar and Shayna. Well, that did not happen. Um, so what did you think of, of, uh, Kyrie's write off of TV? You know that you're not being, um, too harsh or too controversial when another WWE superstar criticizes it. Um, and Ember Moon did just that. She said she really didn't like it. Said it's a bit of a waste having all the gold on, you know, both Sasha and Bailey, which I think that's, you know, a whole other subject. But the Kyrie Sane thing, the thing that um, Ember Moon said, I think, was perfect on that, where she said there just wasn't enough jeopardy there for Asuka to have to make the decision. Uh, her suggestion would be that Bailey, and I love this one, Bailey should have been sat in a forklift with a load of cinder blocks ready to essentially kill Kyrie Zane, and that would have been enough to force Asuka, you know, out of the out of the ring and backstage to save her friends. Because otherwise, it's just a bit of a beatdown. You know, obviously, in storyline, it is going to be the way that Kyrie Zane's written off TV, but it did just seem a little bit weak considering, and this is no slight on Nia Jax, but considering the injuries that have happened, particularly in the ring with Nia Jax, um, over the last few whatever months with Kyrie saying, for it to be written off just by getting thrown into a shutter is not very good. But the one thing that, you know, 
that kind of thing is always secondary. The main thing is the reason for Kairi saying leaving as her husband is in Japan. She wants to go be with her husband. I believe, I'm not certain on this, wants to start a family. And I'm always a silver linings kind of guy. You know, I absolutely hated the full segment. But the one thing I'll take from it is, you know, the outpouring of support we've seen from WWE superstars has been great. But my favourite thing ever was the line that WWE used in the WWE.com article. You know, it's it's normally the wishes them the best in our future. This was WWE sends its best wishes to Kairi Sane as she sets sail on her next voyage. I was like, man, that is just a wonderful sign off. So I'm going to say that I liked that part and hated the angle. But that part is the lasting impression. And normally the last impression is the lasting impression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss this a little bit in length uh, later on uh, in our debate segment of the show. Um, and, yeah, you're going to maybe want to turn down your headphones for me when I get to that point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, you know, yeah, obviously I wasn't thrilled with it. Uh, I, I, You know, yeah, I had to think about that match a little bit all, all, all together. I, w- I was really not liking the entire thing. Um, and, you know, but then I'm like, okay, well, they mentioned Stephanie McMahon early on. So, uh, you know, maybe Stephanie is going to get back involved with this a little bit. Maybe there's going to be something else she's going to do to, you know, obviously another rematch with Oscar and, and, and Sasha. I, I don't know. I really don't know where this is going, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it did make both of them, I guess, look okay where they were, but yeah, I just didn't understand the whole thing of getting back there when she's beating her head off of a garage door. I mean, we've seen a t- as wrestling fans, we've seen a ton of worse things happen to people in the back where, you know, it didn't warrant people going back there to save them. Um, except for this. So yeah, I, I, I wasn't really thrilled with it either. Um, Jeff, what did you think? I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later on, but what did you think of the farewell that uh, that Kyrie got? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be brief since we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I thought in terms of, you know, the angle, I, I wasn't as big of a fan of, of that um, because, again, like you just pointed out, we've seen, we've seen situations where wrestlers have been in a lot more – dangerous situations than Kyrie was last night. Well, Monday night, um, my days were running together. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we've seen, we've seen far worse situations. So I didn't really like that. But then the article, uh, like Gary said, really, uh, was a nice personal touch for Kyrie. It wasn't the cookie cutter, um, article that they normally give when someone leaves the company. So I, I really like that. And I also love seeing the other wrestlers kind of pay their tributes on social media to Kyrie as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously mixed reactions. I know you guys have a lot of mixed feelings about this too, because I was watching your posts on Twitter after this match ended. Um, a lot of you didn't, didn't necessarily care for the match. Um, and, and, uh, I would probably have to agree with most of you. It took me a while to, uh, to kind of digest it all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with both of you. Um, I, I, you know, again, I don't like how it went down, but again, yeah, WWE was uh, classy with their, with their goodbye. Uh, so uh, that's always good to see as well. Uh, Rusty says the insiders have their own news network. I N N baby. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like the sound of it. Like the sound of it. Uh, what do we have up next, Jeff? 
Alistair Black. <laughs> the rumors are that Alistair Black. Oh God, it, we 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 saw this on uh, on Monday. Um, Seth, uh, you know, I said Seth is going to have to call himself the Messiah with the M E S E Y E and an A H at the end. Uh, because I mean, come, how many times are we going to see this guy take out people's eyeballs? Um, this is just a thing now, I guess, but you know, um, look, I enjoyed the, the, uh, the kendo stick, uh, with, uh, Dominic. I, I liked that part of it. Um, obviously, yes, he made Murphy do it. Um, so, you know, it wasn't Seth this time it was Murphy and that was kind of cool, I guess. Cause you know, it, it could be leading to something else down the road. Um, a little bit of tension there between the two of them. So, um, we, now I've, I've read rumors and Gary, again, I, I'm going to ask you because obviously you're the expert on this kind of stuff. So, um, have you heard anything about, I've, I've read in different publications that Alistair is going to be either taken off TV or this might be another relaunch of his character. Um, what are you hearing about Alistair Black? So a lot of different reports swirling around about this. Um, I've not heard anything personally on this one, but the, the people that I've heard mention the stuff are reputable people. Um, the first one everyone will know of is Dave Meltzer. Um, he'd kind of reported that Vince was unsure on Alistair Black. Um but the main, the main kind of source, I think I've mentioned this guy on here before, a guy called Alex McCarthy from TalkSport. And he, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't think something is 100%, he doesn't report on it. But he reported that um, the rumours surrounding Vince not liking Alistair Black are definitely, you know, untrue, unfounded. He said that the actual story is that Vince loves Tom Budgeon as a person. He loves, you know, Alistair Black as a character as well. He just thinks, and this is where it gets a bit bizarre, he just thinks there's a ceiling for the character. Now, the reason I say that is bizarre is because I don't think Alistair Black is a million miles away from the one man Vince McMahon has relied on for 30 years in The Undertaker. Um, I believe they're kind of similar character-wise. You know, I don't see what concerns you could have about a character having a ceiling when, you know, you've been pushing a guy that's a wizard for the past 30 years. Uh, but yeah, it's a really odd one because I go back to two weeks ago, uh, you know, Seth Rollins beat Alistair Black clean. Now, no one else has beaten Alistair Black clean one-on-one. -on -one. It's always been either a tag team match or there was that um, the, the, the three-on-one handicap match between the Good Brothers and AJ Styles where it was essentially a gauntlet match that Alistair Black lost his third match of the night against AJ Styles. So for me, they should have definitely made more of that because it does both Alistair Black and Seth Rollins at the service if you're not putting over how important and monumental the victory was. But yeah, it seemed like they ripped him off TV by breaking his arm. Then he came back this week with the broken arm and, you know, uh, and a big bandage and then seemingly got the my favourite term of the last few weeks, global oxation. Uh, we'll see if that's the thing that he's going to suffer from as well. Again, one of these words that you'll never hear of and then you'll hear it 300 times on WWE television uh, just because that's the way things are. But yeah, it's really strange. I feel like everyone kind of knows. It's common knowledge. Alistair Black was always a, a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, so it was on SmackDown, same as people like Apollo Crews, Liv Morgan, on SmackDown, not doing anything at all and then requested a move to Raw, went to Raw. Paul Heyman was obviously a massive fan and pushed him. 
And the thing we might be seeing might be just the fact that Paul Heyman isn't there any longer, so there isn't that long-term plan there. And when that happens, people can get caught in the limbo. But for me, I, I think he's you know, one of the most exciting, particularly when he's in NXT, one of the most exciting superstars WWE has. He looks so different. Obviously, he's, you know, he's married to Zelina Vega, so they are definitely the kind of people that are probably going to want to be in WWE together for a long time. So I don't know why they wouldn't just push the guy because he's definitely got everything. I think he's an amazing, amazing character. Incredible in the ring. But yeah, who knows? I guess we'll need to wait and see if he if he comes out with an eye patch on next week and one arm. <laughs> WWE is going to run out of eye patches. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! What is the infatuation with the eye stuff? I I don't know. And it's not that we're getting the we're getting all of this when they've just uh, let the princess the pirate princess leave. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't know. Did Vince have a really bad eye infection, and he's just taking it out on his poor wrestlers here? Oh man, I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the eye stuff, man. Oh man, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I look. I, I again, I've seen this in a few places, and uh, and and you know, well, at least we you know we heard that the rumors aren't you know true that he's given up on him, so that's good um, because obviously he's too big of a talent to to just you know to just give up on him. I, I they've had him in some really rough storylines i mean that one that he was you know asking people to come and challenge him and all that business like uh yeah like he's been in some really bad stuff they 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 really need to just get him in, involved in something good i mean having him involved with seth is great i mean i love seth as a heel um and and obviously he can get he can get these guys over no problem uh being the heel so having him involved with seth is great but um yeah i, I am the i think man i just think i don't know the infatuation, man. Just got to stop with the eye thing. <laughs> oh, man, Jeff, what's up next, buddy? I'm, I'm laughing at some of these comments over here. They're oh, okay. <laughs> Pink eye says rusty. Yeah, oh, dude, I know. <laughs> we are talking a little bit of impact next. Uh, obviously, we heard um, that they will uh, impact will be working with New Japan. So um, we heard this from Gary um, when the Good Brothers had said they were signing with Impact. Uh, that one of the conditions was that they want to work in New Japan as well. Now it seems uh, like this uh, partnership might be a little bit more than uh, than what was initially uh, thought. Gary, right? Yeah, really, really one that came massively out of the blue. So it all started with, like you said, the Good Brothers obviously signed to work in Impact. They have signed a contract on a pair appearance deal or anything. They are officially Impact Wrestling talent. But one of the things that uh, they have in their contract is that they can and will work in New Japan when is likely possible for them to do so essentially when the travel restrictions are lifted so i had the chance to interview the good brothers oh i was going to say last week it wasn't it was two days ago that shows how how oh, time wow. is uh, passing by so i got to interview the good brothers and of course i had to it, it was a good chat full I, I said to them you know full disclosure i put out an article that you guys had signed with impact before the 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 official news came out so maybe it's a good thing that I'm on the other side of the planet and not going to get a magic killer. And they said, it's fine because the magic killer is the, the most uh, the most cushioned wrestling move you can ever take anyway. So don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, they were really, they were brilliant, just the way you would expect them to be. But I did, of course, ask them, 
you know, one of the things that I had heard was that you guys have it in your contract that you can go and work in New Japan. And they said, yep, 100% true. And before I even got there, they'd said that they were actively pushing for Impact and New Japan to work together. They said they would love that to happen. They really want it to happen. They want a load of wrestler, wrestlers from New Japan and Impact and vice versa. The people that they'd mentioned was they wanted to bring over uh, people like Tamatonga, a lot of the the kind of oh. the, the bigger Bullet Club talents who hadn't been really kind of shown on American TV, apart from, I guess, in the Odd Ring of Honor episode when that was going on. They want to bring them over. They want Eddie Edwards versus Tanahashi in some kind of main event. That I was like, man, you're selling me on everything here. So, of course, I kind of I take that as, like, they... I'm not sure if they're just working because obviously it's the kind of thing that they don't leave any money on the table. They are the people who maximise everything. Make like they were telling me how they want AJ Styles and Impact and all that. So they were obviously saying things that weren't going to be like a hundred percent accurate stuff that's going to happen, but would get headlines, which is great for me. But you never know how true the story is. However, it's quite interesting when you think of who's in charge of Impact now. Obviously, both companies have worked kind of worked together in the past and it didn't go well but now impact don Callis, who has a long-standing relationship with new japan as one of the vps as is scott damore who also has a long-standing relationship with new japan so there's a good chance it could happen the one little addition to that is today i had the pleasure of interviewing tamatonga who of course is from new japan and is really good friends with both gallows and anderson now, I didn't know what he was going to say to it because I know of the stuff that's happened in the past. There's a lot of rumours about, you know, Anthem, who owns Impact, maybe being the reason why New Japan is no longer on Access TV, stuff like that. But he said he would love there to be a partnership. He said, yeah, definitely. And he believes that Gallows and Anderson are the two guys to make it happen because they've got such respect in Japan. They know how Japan works. And obviously, they've got a lot of respect in Impact as well. So... Man, I think it's really exciting. I always say that I would love to see more of New Japan. It's just on a very awkward time for me in Scotland. It's on at like 8am, um, so I'm never going to get to watch it live. But if there was a partnership, if we could see some kind of you know New Japan invasion of Impact or vice versa, that would be incredible and that would be like a game changer. That would be a needle shifter for both promotions, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and yeah, like you, uh, people have asked us if we could stream New Japan. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, man. Uh, three o'clock in the morning? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> just a, just a little bit too early in the a.m. for us uh, to to do that. But uh, uh, but yeah, um, this is this could be a big thing. And and like Gary had said, you know, if they are. Um, if that if that does get broadcast on Access TV, then of course that would be awesome. Um, I can uh, obviously always DVR it and uh, and be able to watch it, so that would be amazing. Um, and um, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a big partnership uh, for uh, both of them. And obviously, like I said, I, I've, I've mentioned to you guys before, and obviously we do the watch-alongs now on Tuesdays for Impact, and I really think Impact is going places. Um, and just to you know to associate with with New Japan through these guys, um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing uh for both places as well um jeff what do you think man you think um this is going to be uh this going to go uh places for both of these uh organizations man i i almost uh fell out of my chair when um 
when Gary <laughs> was talking about it because just the just the possibilities discussing the possibilities are I mean it's like a fantasy booking dream so uh, do I want to see more of the Bullet Club shown on American TV absolutely um, you know do I want to see some exciting matchups yes uh, and I and honestly. I know that a lot of people were talking about AEW and New Japan partnering up. I I believe that Impact is probably the better partner at this point, um, just because I think there there's you you don't have all of the history there. Uh, a lot of guys that are in AEW have been over in New Japan. Um, but I, I think we've seen a lot of that before, but I, I just want to see, I want to see these two companies work together. I'm so excited to see it uh, because I, I think that if American fans were able to see, um, if they were able to see New Japan a little bit more, then I think, you know, the appreciation for that company would just skyrocket. Here, I mean, there are a lot of people that are diehard fans that watch it at four o'clock in the morning and whatever crazy time it comes on here sometimes. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I just, I just think being able to see them, um, you know, come over here or vice versa, I, I, I'm sold. I'm sold on that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I think it's going to be good for both sides, um, and and yeah, Impact just has a really high ceiling. I really believe. Um, I think they're uh, they're going in a lot of the right directions, um, and and I think it's got a it's it's just you know I think sky's the limit now. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be great for both sides. And uh, what do we got as our last topic with Gary? And uh, we can we can let him go and and get a get a good night's rest and before his work tomorrow. <laughs> We've got uh, because we haven't been able to talk to you in a while, so we got the Bray Wyatt stuff, right? It, you know, never, never a bad thing to talk about Bray. Um, we we mentioned this on our Abby's Window show this past Monday, and I just kind of wanted to run this past you because I think it's a pretty cool theory. So um, obviously, we we saw the results from the Swamp Match uh, and and what happened there. Uh, then we got the Fun House, and we see that the Fiend is obviously kind of back in control again. Rumors flying around that. You know, the Fiend's going to kind of go nuts and attack some different people over the next couple weeks until Braun comes back. Um, also, though, we kind of paired this up with what if they're building toward Fiend and Randy Orton? Um, because obviously now we saw, you know, we even said it. All right, you know, does Randy challenge Drew? Because we were talking about this before WrestleMania, and obviously he challenged Drew, and the challenge was accepted. So, it, you know, Randy wins that title. And then Fiend goes and beats Braun. Title versus title at Survivor Series. And, man, everybody that's a Fiend fan is begging for a match with him and Randy Orton. Uh, this is like the big one, you know, the, the, the big one that everybody's waited for. So I know we had rumors, you know, way back earlier in the year before Undertaker, you know, said his goodbyes and farewells that, you know, maybe he was going to face Bray at Survivor Series. But, what would you think of a match between Randy and Fiend, title for title, or not? You know, just champion versus champion at Survivor Series, no titles on the line. But what would you think if that happened this soon? I mean, do you think it's a possibility? 
as long as they don't project maggots onto the ring again, uh, oh. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, actually, I didn't, I didn't even mind that match. I quite liked it. I know a lot of people hated it, but I didn't mind it too much. But yeah, I think when you opened up the possibility of, obviously, The Fiend has ever faced Randy Orton, I think Randy Orton is one of the best things about wrestling right now. A lot of people will obviously say, you know, Sasha Banks and Bailey have been the people that have been carrying WWE this year, if, if you want to say that, and Drew McIntyre as well. But for me, Randy Orton is, you know, when he's switched on, when he cares, there is nothing like it. He's absolutely incredible. So you put Bray Wyatt in that same bracket because the character work he does, I mean... Man, I even said that. I feel like I say it every time we see both The Fiend and Firefly Funhouse Bray. That juxtaposition between the two of them. When you see both of them together, you realise how special a talent he is. It's just insane the fact that he can switch between those two characters. And then you add in all the other ones, you know, obviously the, the Fall of the Buzzards Bray and everything else that he does. I think it would be a superb match. The one little thing that I've noticed... Um, and again, this could easily be written off as soon as this week or however long away. But we've still not seen Bray Wyatt in a performance centre since right before or right after, sorry, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so we've been seeing all the Firefly Funhouse segments. Obviously, they've been recording matches that are not in the performance centre. So I'm not really certain what the situation is there. Uh, there have been rumours going about. The the one that I'd kind of I'd heard this I didn't think it was true and I asked about it um, and it was that Bray doesn't want the title because he doesn't want to be on the road I got told that's not true um, it's just not really part of the situation right now but in saying that it is still in a rivalry with the Universal Champion you'd have to think something's got to happen at SummerSlam you know we're definitely leading to a fiend Braun Strowman match somewhere. That's got to be the way. There's no way they can't do that match after what we've seen recently. Uh, the, the odd part is that I don't really know where Otis fits into this. I don't know if he fits into this. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that's the one little kind of, kind of niggle I've got is that I'm like, we've still not seen Bray Wyatt. And, I mean, the guy has just, you know, had a second kid and all that stuff. So I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to. If he doesn't live in Florida, I wouldn't blame him for not wanting to be there if that is the case. But the one little thing that I've still got in my mind is we've not seen him in the Performance Centre. That being said, SummerSlam might not be in the Performance Centre from what we've heard. That's a whole other story. Um, you know, we could have the Fiend wrestling on a beach or on a ship with the, with the, the stuff we've heard recently. So that could be fun. But yeah, for me, I, I think that match would be absolutely brilliant. Especially for, I keep mentioning it, where Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton at SummerSlam is... That's a money match because it is the you know the biggest face in the company versus the biggest heel in the company for my money right now. If you look at Survivor Series, if you had you know the Fiend versus Randy Orton, that's yet another one of those matches that you you put on that card and you say right, there's probably nothing that could main event over that match, and that's the way that I kind of am right now. Unless they pull the trigger on Sasha Bailey at SummerSlam, that's what Drew McIntyre Orton is. I feel the very same way about Bray Wyatt as the Fiend against Randy Orton at, at Survivor Series. That would be incredible. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The storyline and the, I mean, even that if that kind of starts a storyline and they go from there and and it kind of goes a little bit longer to, you know, I, I don't know, can they carry it to next WrestleMania? Um, you know, if, if that goes on a while, I, we'll see. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that, I think that the, I don't, and to your point about him not being there. I, yeah. I've mentioned this too. I mean, you gotta, you know, you have to understand we have not seen, I mean, we saw Funhouse Bray and Braun, uh, but other than that, we have not seen the fiend wrestle. I mean, this guy hasn't wrestled since Daniel Bryan. So, you know, and, and like Gary said, if he doesn't want to be there, then that becomes a problem because then every match he's going to be involved in has got to be a cinematic match. So if they're going to do another one at SummerSlam with him and Braun, which of course they can, you know, but then that, that becomes an issue. Uh, so, and, and you, you know, how are you going to carry a title if you can't be there? And, you know, like Gary said, you know, he might be at a point where he might just not want to risk it. And if that's the case, you know, we'll see, I guess, you know, we will, we'll see how this plays out and see how this goes. Um, if Fiend shows up on, uh, on SmackDown um, in the next week or so, well, then maybe he's changed and maybe that, you know, that's not the case, but if that, if he doesn't and we just keep getting vignettes from Bray, um, then yeah, I, I, that could be, um, that could be a sticking point for sure. For sure. Um, oh man, so much going on. Uh, <laughs> just incredible to, to, the amount of wrestling stuff that is uh, that is always going on. And uh, Gary's always on top of all this stuff, guys. You heard him. He talked to the Good Brothers. Uh, that's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, so again, man, we really appreciate your time. I know you've got a ton of stuff going on. Um, and uh, and like always, thank you for uh, for coming on our show. We really appreciate you staying up with us. And and uh, I know our community uh, loves it too. And and last few weeks they're saying, where what where's Gary? Where's Gary? So. So, uh, <laughs> but we really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, can't thank you enough for doing that and uh, giving us some of your uh, opinion on uh, all these current events going on in wrestling. No, thank you, guys. Just very glad that I could stay awake this time, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of thing I feel like I had the two weeks of sleeping early. Now I will never sleep early ever again, and we'll be fine. We'll be back here talking every week about wrestling. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. And you uh, have yourself a great rest of your night. And uh, I'm sure everybody will be checking uh, on your site to see what is going on with you uh, during the rest of the wrestling week and into next week as well. So thanks again, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. You too, guys. Take care. And thanks, thanks again for having me on. Absolutely, man. So there you go, guys. That is Gary Cassidy. And again, we are really, really glad to have him on the show. Uh, Gary really brings a great perspective and uh, lets us know, you know, what he's heard and things he's heard that are going on uh, in the world of wrestling. So really, really glad that Gary could uh, be with us today and uh, we could discuss uh, some of these topics with him as well um let me shout out some uh, i know some other people joined us we got uh dave in real life hello moda is here welcome to the stream uh we had some more fighting going on in uh, in our chat uh jesse callen joined us as well uh who else is here who else is here i know i saw some new names oh darren is here welcome to darren uh darren 4785 
Um, I saw somebody pop in somewhere along the line, but I mean, the chat may have run its course. So, uh, but yeah, uh, welcome to everybody who has joined us uh, since we started with Gary. Um, and I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoyed all of the uh, the breaking news. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with all of these things. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing on Saturday, shall we? Uh, we are, and of course, Jeff and I have been loving uh, Impact. We really have. I, I've been really impressed with what Impact has done. You guys that have joined us on our uh, watch-alongs on Tuesdays, um, I know you guys all can talk about that also and 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 confirm what I'm saying. Uh, you guys have seemed uh, like you've had a very good uh, time with Impact lately. Uh, we have too. And uh, Saturday, um, 9 o'clock, we are doing Talking Shop Mania. Um, sounds like an ad, doesn't it? For uh, for a uh, I don't know some kind of home gizmo that you see late at night on TV. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one is uh, going to be very different. Um, it is uh, it is a uh, mature uh, pay per view event. Uh, they're going to be doing some uh, cinematic stuff. Uh, but this is uh, this is probably not going to be for the kids. Um, no. At least it's what it's looking like. <laughs> we yeah, it's are not going to be for the kids. Yeah, we're, we're going to be having some fun with this. Uh, again, if you look at the poster for it, uh, a lot of people on here. Chavo Guerrero, of course, the Good Brothers, Rhino. Oh, man, so many people. Hornswoggle is in there. Uh, people we have not seen in quite some time. Um, yeah. So this looks like it's going to be a fun event, uh, really fun. And look, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, like we saw when we watched um, Impact last night, Wrestle House. Um, I loved it. I thought Wrestle House was great. And that's what it is. It's just all about the fun, just having some fun, a little bit of a different thing. And that's never a bad thing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to enjoy this one. So make sure you join us um, if you like Impact, uh, especially come on over. Uh, but otherwise, even if you just want to check out some something different, something fun, uh, have a little laugh or two uh, along with us. That will be this coming Saturday um, at and 9 p.m. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, what I wanted to say is just to just to give everybody a little glimpse of, well, first off, before I go there about talking Shopamania, um, I have written an article on Impact that should be out in the next couple days. So as soon as that's out, I will post it on my Twitter and we'll make sure everybody can find it. Um, now going to what I really wanted to talk about here, just to, just to get a glimpse at what we're going to see on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> the big LG wrestles under the name of sex Ferguson, <laughs> not making this up. He, he has on a captain's hat that has sex across the, across the front of it so <laughs> that's only a little taste of it and if you really want to see how crazy they're gonna be uh go to either the big lg doc uh gallows twitter or go to uh, machine gun carl anderson's twitter and you can see a little trailer there i can go ahead and tell you they're poking fun at uh the undertaker um oh yeah clip the clip that they put out today, Sex Ferguson is sitting in this room and the lights are flickering on and off. And when he first, when the camera first goes on him, he's got his eyes rolled back in his head like The Undertaker. And, oh, uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> just 
just check it out because we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> possibly Moda, possibly Sex Ferguson may be related to Turd Ferguson. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but this is going to be so much fun. And I'm really looking forward to this because this is this is something else, like, in terms of impact. Like, we, we see... AEW and WWE, and sometimes we get some entertaining things. But the one thing that I can say about Impact and and also about um, this event, Talking Shoppamania, is that they're keeping us entertained. There's something for everyone. Um, yep. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I, I need to get a good laugh in this week, so I can't wait till Saturday night. Yeah, it's going to be a fun event. It really is. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, too. Obviously, poking a little bit of fun at the uh, Boneyard match. Uh, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fun time. And like I said, you know, hey, who can't use a little humor? Um, even if it's a little bit of raunchy humor. Listen, I, guys, I grew up with some raunchy comedians when I was younger. Uh, I had listened to Andrew Dice Clay, one of the most raunchy Richard comics Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor, yes, classic, classic. Uh, George Carlin back in the day. I mean, it, it, you know, these guys were – that was the era of some raunchy comedy. Um, and, and, man, I'll tell you, the first time I heard Dice's album, oh, my God, I couldn't stop laughing. I With with those dirty poems that he would do and the dirty, you know, oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah. Um, could, could not stop laughing when I heard a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, uh, it, it – it's always good to get, like I said, get a little humor in your life. Uh, so make sure, yes, the nursery rhymes, Rusty. Yeah, uh, that man got banned from MTV, and I was there to watch it. Uh, so <laughs> Dennis Leary, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. man. Um, but, yeah, this can be fun. So uh, make sure you come and join us uh, on uh, Saturday and, night. And to add in, Eddie Murphy before he started doing family movies. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And delirious. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. The, the, the comedy from the uh, late seventies through the eighties and then into the early nineties. Uh, they, they had some really, really great stand-up comedians, uh, legends really of, of stand-up comedy. So um, yeah, but th this is going to be fun. This is absolutely going to be fun. So we just wanted to mention it, um, let you guys know uh, that uh, we will be doing that on, uh, on Saturday night as a watch along as well. So Jeff, uh, I think it might be that time. I think it is that time, Joe. Um, I think it's time for uh, for us to go inside the ropes. What do you think? I think it's about that time, yes. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. All <laughs> right. So, um, you know what? Just like we've all wanted to do since this started, let's go ahead and talk about this so we can be done with it. Um, the bar fight. Uh the bar fight was a good finality, a good finale to the feud between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Sell or no sell? Oh, man. Um, well, you know what? I've been super critical of this uh, for a, a long time, since it started. I never, ever liked this storyline. Um, I didn't like it going into the bar fight. Uh, but, but, um, I enjoyed the bar fight. I, I really did. Um, I enjoyed the ending. Um, obviously, we got a sighting of uh, of uh, what 
Yeah, I got a sighting of what looked like uh, Jeff Hardy's other persona coming out a little bit. Did we see maybe a little bit of Willow in there? Um, but yeah, I uh, I was I was pretty happy with the fight overall. I thought it was was done well. Um, they used all the uh, the things, and I mean, I I was chuckling when Jeff was hitting Seamus with basketballs uh, from the the little basketball hoop machine, and um, then of course they went in the toilet, and we you know we knew that stuff was going to happen there. So yeah, you know, I I I thought it was a good ending, and, and but listen. Don't get me wrong. This better be the end. That better have been the end of this feud. I do not want to see this going on any longer. Uh, end it where he ended it. We got the conversion of Jeff Hardy's character. If that was what we were going for, then let's end this now. We, we've seen enough. Uh, I, I think it's run its course. And I think it's time to say goodbye uh, to this feud and have both of these guys move on. What, what did you think of it, Jeff? I'm going to be short and sweet here. I loved it because I thought that the match was actually not that bad at all. Uh, you know, it was exactly, um, exactly what you expected it to be, very physical. Um, glad that Jeff picked up the win. I want this to be over because I hated it from the start. And, um, yeah, I just need to, we just need to move past this. So for the love of all things, holy, please <laughs> let that be the last of what we see between these two. Because if not, I'm going to poke my own eyes out. <laughs> and I don't need Seth Rollins to do it. So <laughs> Jeff's gonna find a set of ring steps. Uh, we, yeah, we don't want. Gonna, yeah, we don't want that have to happen. My own eye for an eye match. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. This this has to come to an end. Uh, I, I think yeah. we've we've seen enough. Uh, let's move on. Um, uh, C says I love the fact the bar obviously shopped at the same place as WWE for ladders. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Um, Nails is here. I'm here popping in here to like. Uh, I'm heading to channel. Oh, big love to all. Warhorse rules ass. Yes, he does. Uh, that was a great match, by the way. Uh, Warhorse is cool. I like that character as well. Uh, what is up next, Jeff, in our debate segment? Um, you know, I might save your heel turn for a little bit here. Let's, let's okay. go. Um, let's go with. With Carrion Cross, Carrion mm. um, Cross has been booked too powerfully. Sell or no sell? Oh man. Um. Well, this is a tough one uh, because I love the character. Uh, facts would say probably yes. Um. No, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna no sell this one. I'm gonna stick with my instincts on this one. No sell. Um, I, no, I, I look. I like Carrying Cross. I love his character. I love what he's doing with the character. One of the best entrances I've seen in a long time. Um, I, I love when Scarlet comes out. Uh, you know, he's on the he's kind of on the screen as he was tonight talking to Keith Lee. Uh, he's not even there. Scarlet comes out to the ring. Um, yeah, Scarlet's absolutely amazing. Um, I, I love the gimmick. I love the character. Now, what's going to happen with him and Keith Lee? I don't know. And, and of course, we talked about this earlier. Um, is this booking into a corner? Because you've got two really hot guys right now. 
So, you know, what are they going to do here to make sure both of these guys don't lose any momentum that they've gained? Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, look, we knew right from the start, and I said this, guys, we knew right from the start that uh, Vince McMahon had said um, they are, you know, this guy's being fast-tracked. Not uh, Vince, sorry, Triple H had said he's being fast-tracked. And uh, so, look, he's going by what what he said. Um, he obviously is being fast-tracked. So, um, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the way that they have this character. Uh, let, let it go. Let's see what the feud with Keith Lee brings. Um, I kind of don't think they're taking that title off of Keith Lee so soon, though. So, you know, whatever's going to happen there, let's hope that uh, – well, I mean, this it could even be derailed because, uh, obviously, I mean, Keith Lee accepted the challenge – um, but who knows? Who knows leading up to it, uh, what's going to happen? Maybe they'll, something will derail it a bit, or maybe they'll face each other and just have some kind of screwy finish uh, happen where, you know, the title isn't lost or doesn't change hands and, and both guys come out of it still looking good. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm no selling that. I think I think it's good the way that they're going with it. What do you think? Um, real quick, I agree with you. Um, C said it. Uh, Nails said it, and I'm gonna just throw this out there. They NXT needs to push someone like this, they need to be behind someone. They should have done this with Keith Lee before now, like, he should have been the one to get this type of push where he looked dominant. And you know, instead of wrestling all these five star matches, which we're very happy with don't I'm not complaining with that but the man is dominant so he should have been pushed that way as well but I don't have a problem with this because you need to have this this guy to go up against someone like Keith Lee like you've got to have a powerful darn near unstoppable force to go against Keith Lee because Keith Lee is so freaking talented. Not only is he powerful, but he's agile. And he, I mean, he, his his uh, ring awareness and his, his skills are just second to none. So you've got to have a guy like this to, to serve as like the perfect foil for Keith Lee. So I, I don't have a problem with how they've booked uh, carrying across just yet. I don't necessarily want to see them face off so soon unless unless someone has plans for one of these guys to go up to uh, Raw or SmackDown before we thought or anticipated. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't have a problem with it, so no sell for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think they're doing exactly what needs to be done with him. Um, and and yeah, uh, it, it's. I think they've got some good stuff going on. Um, what is up next, man? All right. So I'm gonna save your. Uh, I'm gonna save your heel turn because I I'm, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a break here. Uh oh. With this one, so uh, Chris Jericho calling himself the Demo God is in good fun. Sell or no sell. Um, oh boy. Um, well, <laughs> he's got merch now, uh, <laughs> uh, out of, uh, I'm going to get to that. 
Yeah, uh, he's he's got T-shirts. Um, uh, man, I you know I I, I like Jericho. Uh, I always did. I, uh, I I'm I'm gonna let you have this one uh, because because I know I, I kind of think I know what you're leading to. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I look. I, I, I like Jericho. I do. Um, I, I think, I, you know, Jericho talked uh, earlier this week, I think it was, about because um, somebody asked him if he was ever going to go back to WWE, um, and he had said no. Um, he doesn't have any intent on doing that. He said, but he did say that he's good friends with Vince, uh, and he said he learned a lot from Vince. Um, so I, I, I don't see why I shouldn't believe that. Um, I, I think Jericho is his own dude. Um, I, look, I think he just, I think he just does what he, what he thinks he needs to do at certain particular times that he needs to do it. He's always done that, uh, even in WWE. So I, I'm, uh, I think it's in good fun. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I, I think, uh, again, Jericho, like I said, is his own guy. I think he, uh, I think he does what he wants to do, um, at, when he wants to do it. And I think this is just more of the same. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell this. Um, because yeah, I think it's, uh, he, he, you know, like I said, he can get a little crazy. He can get a little out of hand, but you know what? I guess maybe I look at it too. Like, I don't know, maybe I just give Jericho a pass, uh, a lot of the times with this kind of thing, because look, the, the man is, he's one of the best and he's going to go down as being one of the best. He generates, you know, so much, uh, so much pub and, and, and stuff wherever the guy goes, um, the, the times he's come back to WWE over the years was just incredible. My goodness, when he was coming out trolling everybody on a week-to-week basis was incredible. Uh, you know, so many people just getting irritated at the dude and kind of building up that hate. That was brilliant. Um, and, and, you know, again, coming into AEW the way he did, carrying that title for a while. Um, and then, you know, and now he's just generating heat on himself and, and kind of getting Orange Cassidy over, which is, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, Orange Cassidy is not even a, a, you know, was kind of an afterthought, really, just kind of comic relief uh, until he wrestled Pac. Um, and now, you know, Jericho's kind of kind of getting Orange Cassidy over a bit here. So now I'm, I'm good. I, I think that uh, I think Jericho is, like I said, I think he's his own guy and he's always going to be that way. So I'm good with it. What about you, man? All right. So before I start, because I, I might take a minute or so, um, I want to preface this by saying I don't have the problem with Jericho. I don't have a problem with Jericho doing this part of it. So the part that I have a problem with, and I'm going to no-sell this, so... The part I'm going to no-sell is the fans and certain uh, people out there that are uh, very supportive of AEW. And I won't call any names because I guess now I I probably shouldn't do that, uh, given what I'm doing now. It could probably affect things, so I'm not going to call names. Um, But what I'm going to say is this. Unless you're a TV executive for TNT, what what do the ratings really matter to you? Is it putting money in your pocket? Um, 
Are are you are you winning as a fan? Are you winning the demo wars between the two companies? Like, are you personally benefiting from AEW or NXT winning on a given week? I I don't think that any of us here or some of the people I see on Twitter are executives for TNT. So I'm going to go out on a limb or USA. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, they're not executives. So if that's the case, what this boils down to is a pissing contest between NXT fans slash WWE and AEW fans. Um, last time I checked, I don't really give a crap about a number. I don't give a crap about viewership. But since but since so many fans care about that all of a sudden since AEW came into existence, let's talk about it. The first several weeks when AEW was just putting a hammer down on NXT, oh my gosh, can you believe how many viewers AEW got this week? They got 800,000 viewers. NXT only got 600,000. Ha ha ha. Ha, ha, ha. Then when NXT came back and they won, hey, you know what? A NXT got 200,000 more viewers, but hey, AEW won in the demo, so they won. They actually won. The, the overall viewership doesn't matter anymore because AEW won in another category. Stop being freaking hypocrites. Enjoy the damn shows. And stop talking about ratings. Because guess what? You're not making any money off of it. And like Nels just said in the in the comment section, you're all being worked. Because if you actually think that these people hate each other, I got a bridge to sell you somewhere. <laughs> I've got some oceanfront property in Iowa that I can sell you if you think that they don't like each other. So, with that being said, I'm no-selling this whole thing because this you know demo god thing is pretty funny the fact that they have merch now yeah for this is pretty darn funny yep but the fans are taking this too far and they that's what makes this a very difficult situation to deal with because my goodness i mean it's not putting any money in your pocket, so I don't know why you should care about those numbers. But if you are going to care about them, be consistent. Be consistent with what you care about because certain people post, oh, well, yeah, so-and-so won the, the overall rate, overall viewership this week, but in the demos, I don't care about the demos. I don't care. You know what I care about? A good quality wrestling product. Put on a good show for me, and I'm happy. I don't care if four people watch your show. Give me a good quality wrestling show, and I'm good. And I'm done now, Jeff. I, I will <laughs> Guys, you can't always buy into everything, and I agree with Jeff there. You can't look. Wrestling is a work business. They're gonna work you guys. That's just how it goes. How many of you guys believed? And I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands because I know you guys did. I saw it in the chats. 
How many of you believe that whole McAfee thing with Adam Cole? Guess what? It's a work. It was a work. They showed it tonight on the show. They, they Triple H came on and was talking about it. Oh, and then, and then I think McAfee said, "We'll get him back on here and, and let's you know let's give him another chance." Come on, it's a work. It's a work. I look. Don't believe everything you read. That is what wrestling is, and that's why. Look, you again. For those of you that are enjoying it, enjoy it. Those of you that want to fact find and you're digging in the dirt sheets and you're 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 hanging on every word from Dave Meltzer or from Ryan Satin or whatever the case might be, guys, look, they're wrestling when it comes down to it, these reporters are reporting about wrestling. And and in many cases, these guys may also be reporting about works. They're not going to come out and spoil it and tell you, oh, this is stupid. This is a work. This isn't real. They're not going to do that. That's not their job. I mean, their job is to play along. So don't always believe everything you read because especially with wrestling, it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, this is what they do. They're working. And that's what it is. So, yes, I, I, I agree, Jeff. That's a That's a great point. That's a great point. Moving along. <laughs> All right, now it's your turn. <laughs> oh, my category of the night. He saved it for last. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I have to crack my neck All before right. I start. Kyrie Sane so, received yeah. a proper send-off. From the, oh, boy. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Yep. Listen. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to go real quick so you can go ahead. Yeah, you go to, first to do what you got to do. You go. Um, I, okay. I talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm kind of on the fence with this, but I, the only reason I'm going to no sell this is um, I just feel like they could have done a little bit more in terms of having her on screen and, um, and doing something uh, proper that way c wrestling actually brought up a good point and we didn't point it out when uh when he made this comment earlier but could they have done that to preserve her character if there's ever an nxt japan yeah that that i um you know i'm i'm kind of being nice about that so but i'm gonna no sell it and I'm just going to turn it over to you, buddy, because I know you have a lot to say. <laughs> uh, dear Lord, and uh, no, uh, no, and no, no, and no. I can't say that loud enough. No. Um, uh, I, I, listen, listen. Um, this was horrendous. Horrendous. And I'm not even going to go into the details of the match. Um, I get it. Are they extending the feud? Um, yes, Sasha and Bailey now are like Stone Cold and Triple H. They're holding all the belts. The storylines seem to all come back around, don't they? We remembered when Shawn Michaels did the same exact thing that they did with Sheamus and Jeff. It seems like they're pulling out old storylines. So, okay, I get it. Is Asuka done in the title chase? Probably not. Maybe Asuka gets involved with Bailey now. Because Bailey took out uh, Kyrie, uh, and maybe she goes after that title. I don't know, but but let's get to the ending of that match. Let's just uh, ignore everything else with it. Let's get to the end. Oscar's in the ring. 
she's about to win the championship. She has Sasha on the ropes, right? She's about to win the match. And then suddenly the monitor from the back goes on. Okay. Who the hell did that, first of all? Who put the monitor on right at that point in time to show Asuka, look what's going on? with Did Bailey like just stop beating her up for a couple minutes and run over to the truck and say, oh, you know, put this on right now? I mean, is that what we is, it, is that really what it is? Um, and then, okay, so then the monitor goes on. She sees what's going on in the back. She sees her friend back there getting her head bounced off a garage door. Um, the, the door wasn't even, it's a flimsy door. It's one of those long, flimsy garage doors that are aluminum and kind of go back and forth in the wind. Are you going to really try to convince me that that, be, that that was a big sustaining injury that's going to knock her off of TV? I mean, look, you know, come on. People have done some stupid things and try to convince us that we're stupid and that we should just, you know, settle for that. Oh, come on. And then Oscar's going to drop everything she's doing because her friend's head is going off of a door. And then she looks up and yells, Oscar at the top of her lungs. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it, this was horrible. This was absolutely horrible. Um, I, I, if, and if I don't know, I don't know who did the writing for this. I don't really know at all who did the writing for this, but no, uh, she could have gone out much in a much better way. Look, if you want Bailey to beat her up, fine, but have her beat her up a little worse than it was. But sitting there banging her head off of an aluminum door. I mean, you know, have her hit her with a, I don't know, put her through a table backstage. Uh, hit her with a chair, for God's sake. I don't know, run her over with a forklift. It, it, anything. Anything would have been better than what we got. This was ridiculous. And then she was just sitting on the ground. There was no, there was no even fake blood. My God, there was no, you know, we've seen people getting their eyes poked out on Raw for the past three weeks. I mean, you know, did Alistair Black start yelling for his friends to go, come and help me? You know, did he do that? Did did Rey Mysterio do that and yell for his son? I mean, and, come on, come on. This is this is just ridiculous. Um, to have her slumped down, sitting up. Well, she wasn't even laying on the ground. She was sitting up straight on the floor with her head resting against a garage, aluminum garage door that and nobody could think is going to hurt regardless of what you do. And then you just see Bailey bouncing her head off of a door. I, I, no, this was absolutely not a good way for Kyrie Sane to go out. And I'm not saying, look, there were rumors. I, I know, you know, look, we, you know, everyone reads the rumors. I just got done telling you that, right? So we read the rumors, and the rumors were saying this was going to be a different outcome and that Shayna was going to beat Kyrie up really badly, and then it was going to move on from there. I'm even fine with it not being that way. Obviously, they went in a different direction, and rumors were rumors, and that's fine. But the fact that you want to try to sell – her getting her head hit off of an aluminum garage door, and that's why she's leaving. Uh, and then that, and then what was the thing with Oscar? What was the thing with Oscar when she walked out and she kind of looked in the camera and then just gave you that like she's hulking up? Like what was the what was that? Like is that supposed to be her grief? That you know, I mean, I don't know. She came out and made it look like Kyrie's dead inside the locker room. Like, oh, come on. It was just, I'm sorry, bad writing. Absolutely bad, bad, bad writing. Um, and again, if this, you know, if Pritchard's in charge of this kind of thing, 
Um, I, yeah, C said, I annoyed me on Raw. Show us Humberto being saved by Black. Where was Humberto and Black Lee? Yeah, like it, it just yeah. it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And I mean, this 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 woman's been a big part of your show. She was tag team champion. You know, you know she's going away, and this is the way you write her off of TV. My God, come on, come on, do better, do better, please do better. I mean, if this is what we are getting now with the with the change in the writing, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Do better. Um, yeah. So <laughs> no and no and no again. This was awful. Absolutely awful. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, you know, look, I'm glad they sent her the message. Um, I'm, I'm glad they, they said, you know, and, and C's point to your point that C said about her starting, you know, NXT Japan. You know, yeah, okay. All right, I can buy that. Um, good point. But this was still just bad. Uh, still just bad and no respect for somebody who you know was a, was a big part of their roster and was a, was a champion and yeah just to me it seemed very 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 disrespectful and 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 an un, unkind way uh to send her off a of tv for what might be the last time uh that we see her so yeah <sighs> i'm done now <laughs> Joe, I, th I think you need this joe <laughs> Oh, I can take a breath. Yeah. I'm good now. I'm good. You can, yeah, um, you can, you can take a breath now. Um, <laughs> you had some, you had some great points there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just the thing, the one thing, <clears throat> and I know, I know we've been putting impact over big time lately, but the one thing I want to give them credit for, and I think WWE kind of needs to take a page out of is you don't book everything and every few the same way. They have to have their own stories. And this is something that we would see, like we actually saw this already when uh, Seth, when uh, Kevin Owens got jumped by uh, AOP. You know, like, be be more creative. Yeah. Be more creative. Yep. Um, yeah. Um if you're going to send someone off, do it in a grand way, especially if if it's someone that's leaving on good terms. Mm -hmm. So um you know, get get a Yeah, they they need to kind of go back to the drawing board and um and really and really look at you know some some different creative ways to to do some some different storylines because I, I feel like you know some some of the matches have been really good in this COVID era, but there's no originality. I don't think. Mm. I think there the whole excuse of well we're just waiting on on fans to come back to start doing some more storylines. Guess what? We don't know when that's gonna be. Yep. So. Let's stop using that right now, and let's just go ahead and move forward and do something creative. Mm -hmm. Get as creative as you can and do something now. So yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great point. And uh, listen, I know I've said I give respect to all these companies for for putting on shows. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. But it's gotten to the point where now we've been going through this since March. 
So it's March, April, May, June, July. We're, we're, you know, March, April, May, we're five months in, you know, and heading now to the end of the summer. Um, it, it's look, it's not, this isn't going to end tomorrow. It's just not, nobody said it is. So for the excuse to be coming out of wherever that we're waiting on fans doesn't cut it anymore. It just doesn't cut it because you, you've got to move on. You've got to be dealt with what you're dealt and you've got to move on and you got to start doing it. If you look, if you want to stay doing this and that is their choice, that is their choice. If they want to stay doing this now, then listen, you got to go balls out and you got to give some better content. I mean, that's just ultimately what it has to be. If this is what you want to do, this is your situation now, not later, not seven months from now. It's now. Um, and here, here's one last thing. And, you know, Vince, Vince, listen to me, okay? I know you'll never hear this ever. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, hire some different people. Put. I, I respect Bruce Pritchard. I do. But it's time for some younger minds. It's time for some younger minds. Hire some women writers. Hire some younger writers. Get some fresh ideas in there. I, you know, even with, you know, that the choices were Bischoff and Pritchard, go, go, go get some younger people. You've got some younger, younger men and women who have been wrestlers. Maybe they can't wrestle anymore. Maybe when Edge is done, have Edge come in and do some writing. Get, you know, just do something different. Get somebody else in there. Get some younger people in there. And and change this up a bit. I mean, it's just it's just it's just stale. It's just stale. It's just it, like I said. It's just bad. You know, just bad writing. Just get somebody else in there. Get somebody else. Maybe when Bray retires someday, can have Bray as a writer because obviously he does a better job than a lot of the guys that are in there now. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Sean says crowd won't return for a while. Yes, uh, General Snotty Naughty is uh, thankful to have entertainment. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. Um, hire me for creative, says Sunny. Yeah, hire me, uh, said C Wrestling. Liv Morgan for WWE Champion, Bay Bay. Uh, yeah, what happened to poor Liv? Uh, I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, obviously, maybe Pritchard's not a fan. Uh, Nail says hire Dan Housen. I love Dan Housen. I hope he gets to wrestle Cody at some point. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Moda says get some of us from the community in there. We could put on one hell of a show. Um, yeah, uh, look, you know, I mean, obviously fans, I mean, look, fans can, can certainly come up with some great stuff. Um, but I just think, you know, you've got so many people at your fingertips, you know, people who had have been, uh, you know, working for you before, have been involved in storylines before. My God, right, you know, call up The Undertaker. He's, you know, if he's retired, he's obviously signed to a legends contract. Call him up and say, hey, man, you know, write, write us something. But, you know, put something down. What do you think we can do with these guys? You know, and have have The Undertaker let you know what. Yeah, I, there's a guy who can write some stories, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's just, it, you know, it just comes back to this just too much. Just too much. And, and yeah, I, 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 I yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, what they what they could what they could do, and this is, can kind of be the last part. Even if they don't bring these people on, 
the least that they could do is say, okay, you see the state of our company right now. You see the state of creative. Give us 10 ideas a piece that you would implement if we gave you the pencil today. Yeah. And I guarantee you they come out of that with, with, you know, so many ideas, but you said something very important. You said men and women, they need to have a woman writing. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. I agree. Hey, listen, you, you can have a woman writing for men. I I mean, I am sure, I am sure there are, plenty of, of women who can are writers out there uh, that would love a job uh, writing for wrestling and uh, and I'm sure they would do an amazing job uh, much much better I think ideas and more modern ideas uh, than, than than these guys are having look they're older dudes they're older dudes so they're gonna think old school I, that's just what they do trust me that's what I do uh, <laughs> and I'm not up there with Vince. Um, so that's, that's just a way of thinking when you're, when you're older, you're going to think old and that's what they got to get past that. Because look, you're not, you're not, this is, you're not showing this to guys that are between the ages of, you know, you're not looking to impress the people that are between the ages of 45 and, and 65. That's not your audience. So just stop with the, well, I'm just going to do what the hell I want. And I'm just gonna I'm go with the direction you know go where I want to go. Just stop with that already. It's it's just it it's it's just yeah. It's old, yeah. it's old, and it's and it's it's just yeah. Needs to needs to stop. Needs to stop. Um, get off my lawn. Yes, I have to do a little Clint Eastwood. Get off my lawn. Yes, yes. Uh, do you guys have a topic you'd like us to debate? I ask you this all the time. Uh, this does not have to be wrestling related. So if you want, throw out some quick ones. I know we're getting late because we uh, we had a, a late uh, night with Gary here. We had a lot of things to talk to Gary about. But uh, if you um, if you uh, if you have a topic you would like us to talk about, uh, please uh, let us know and we will debate something. Uh, Dave in real life says Edge and Brian have been rumored uh, to already be in creative. I, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Daniel Bryan has had some great storylines in his career as well. Uh, so I'm all for that. And Edge, obviously, obviously also. So I that would be great. That would be absolutely great. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, yeah, non-wrestling nails. So if you want to, uh, to do a non-wrestling topic, uh, I was going to put one on Twitter. And honestly, I had forgotten all about it uh, because we were – a lot, of, a lot of things were going on. No, we're not going to debate Eva Marie, Days fan. Um, yeah. So um, otherwise, um, you can also throw out some questions if you want. Uh, the Rosemary figure, yeah, fire. Fire. Here it is. <laughs> yes. Here it is. Yes. Yes. Rosemary figures, fire. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Just uh, absolutely loved it. Um, that was a, that was a cool surprise, man. Uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, sparkling water is gross. <laughs> um, you know, I can't say that Sonny, because I, I drink, well, I don't drink sparkling water, but I drink seltzer, um, which is kind of essentially the same thing. 
Um, so, and, and I don't drink the kind that has, I, well, I do drink the kind that has, uh, the sweetener in it sometimes, but a lot of times I don't. Um, so that's, you know, it'll have like a flavor, like I get orange vanilla, uh, seltzer sometimes. Um, and that's as close to sparkling water as you're probably going to get, but, uh, but no, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think I, to me, I, I'm a, I like, I like fizz. I like, I like drinking like a fizzy kind of a drink. I like the carbonation. So, uh, so no, I, I can't say that it's, that it's lousy. Um, but I can imagine people that aren't used to drinking it would, uh, to me, something like tonic water, uh, is horrid. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. Horrid. I've known people who drank gin and tonic. Um, and I, I, you know, when I was younger, I, uh, gin was one of my favorite drinks actually. Um, but I could never drink tonic. Ugh, it's, it's just so horrible and bitter and, and did. Yeah. Ugh, just bad. Um, let's see. What do we have? Um, we have the Insiders Wrestling Podcast. Who do you think will win the uh, ladder match at uh, TakeOver? Um, good question. Moving on to uh, questions now? Yeah, yeah. We, we, um, yeah, we can go to, yeah, we can mix and match. Um, okay. yeah. we, well, who do we have so far? We have Dexter Loomis. I, uh, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Yep. Um, I don't mind if either of those guys would win, to be honest with you. I like Loomis. Um, you know what? Loomis was kind of surprised to me because I thought it was going to be Finn Balor. I really did. I thought Finn was going to win that, uh, but uh, Loomis won it. So, you know what? I'm going to go Loomis. I do. I, I think he's getting a pretty decent push, uh, you know, the last few weeks or so. Um, so I, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis. I'm going to go with a guy who's going to be in action next week. Okay. And that is Damian Priest. Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, I I think that, you know, it's, I think it's time for them to begin to elevate him uh, because he's got the look. I feel like he's he's got the skills uh, in the ring, and I, I feel like he's got the skills on the microphone. So, um, so why not give him a shot to hold that belt for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great call, man. That's a great call. Nails is saying, "How would I take over the world if I were an evil villain?" <laughs> well, I would get myself an Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, I would, uh, you know, I would, uh, I would snap half the population away, uh, and then. The other half of the population, um, I would. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that evil villain, huh? Evil villain, Joker, Chaos. Uh, I'm trying to just think. You almost remind me. You know, whenever somebody says the word evil villain, you know what I think of? And this is really weird. Um, I used to watch a cartoon called Inspector Gadget back in the day. Yes. Remember Inspector Gadget? Yep. Remember what was that? What was the what was his what was the villain's name? Oh, Doctor Claw. Claw. That that guy's the epitome of an evil villain. And I'm not talking about the movie either. I'm talking about the cartoon years ago that uh, they used to have. Uh, they used to have oh the guy who played um, oh my goodness, Maxwell Smart. I think 
uh, as the voice of him. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I always think of Doctor Claw. I don't know why, but I never saw his face. You just saw that evil-looking hand, which is like a metal hand, and then of course he had the pet cat. Um, so uh, Doctor Claw, yes, uh, I will take over the world, Gadget. So there you go, Doctor Claw. Um, <laughs> now I'm coughing because that really killed my voice. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I would take over the world uh, if I was an evil villain, but uh, yes, I would. I would make sure I found myself the Infinity Stones first, and then I would have the Infinity Gauntlet, and then I would just snap away half of the population because then, of course, that would have the people in the world. And uh, well, you know, pretty much with that kind of power, nobody's going to really argue with me at that point. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's how I would do it. And then she says, "As Jeff, how would you defeat him?" If you were the hero, a two-part question. Um, real simple. Control C. What the <laughs> Avengers did. Control V. Paste that sucker. <laughs> End of story. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. But see, I'll always come back in the sequel. <laughs> That's True. <laughs> <laughs> B9 Gaming HD says fizzy water is basically carbonated water. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's what it is. That's carbonated water. Yeah, I I like carbonated stuff. I just always did. Um, should John Wick consider being a dog breeder when he retires? <sighs> you know my theory about John Wick, and I'm sticking by it. Um, I'm sticking by it. Uh, John Wick is not John Wick. John Wick is Neo from the Matrix, and I'm sticking by that. Uh, and I, I, it would have even been, it would, if those movies would have released at the same time, like they were saying they were going to on the same day, it would have proven my theory. Uh, but yes, John is a, a big dog fan and you don't mess with John Wick's dog. It's like that old song. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask off the Lone Ranger. And if you don't know who the Lone Ranger is, look him up and you don't mess around with John Wick's dog. So there you go. Um, yes, don't mess around with John Wick's dogs. Um, tonic water is gross. Yes, Sean, it is. I totally agree. Reboots versus remakes. Mm. That's a tough one. Um, I'm kind of sick of them both, to be honest. Um, Hollywood, to me, is out of original ideas, which is a real shame. Because, again, like wrestling... Um, there are a lot of people out there that have a lot of cool new ideas, um, but they're so hung up on remaking things now that they just get caught up in it. It's just too simple, I think, to do. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, as I've said, and uh, the last trilogy, uh, Force Awakens, was yeah. You know, and look, I'll admit it; it was a remake. It was a remake of the original, and I think J.J. Abrams admitted it. Um, it was a, it was a remake. Uh, he just made Star Wars for a new generation. Um, and I liked it. I enjoyed that movie, actually. It was the best one of the three. Um, but I, I think they I think they just need to stop with the, the you know, come out with something new. There, there are so many topics uh, and, and so many, you know, if you want to revisit something, um, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it in Friday the 13th, and I'm, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan. The remake was not good. They tried to do four movies in one movie, 
and it just it just was yeah it comes up as kind of being nonsense to me um so yeah i i i think both of them are just it just exhausted i think it, it look yeah i get it that they they want to they want to you know bring out more of a good thing um but yeah it just bring me bring me something different bring me something new um you know i mean i'm seeing all this stuff there's a movie like blade runner i loved blade runner the original one loved it one of my favorite movies um back in 1982 81 82 i think it was um very ahead of its time um but and then now they came out with the new one uh blade runner i think it was 2049 or something was the recent one and and it it, it didn't need to happen it just didn't need to happen let movies like that alone uh they they don't have to they don't have to constantly be be bringing back stuff so um but yeah, uh, what what do you think, man? I, I I like I said, it just I think it just gets stale. Yeah, I mean, my thing is this: when you when you get into the realm of remakes, the the one that I keep thinking about is a uh, nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street. The remake, yeah. uh, I think it was two thousand nine or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, it and, was. You know, it's like if you've got a classic like that, don't remake it, please. Yep. But what you can do is you can spin it in a different direction, right? And reboot the franchise. So yep. give me give me another another avenue as to how this can continue, as opposed to messing with the original work. And that's where I that's where I really get frustrated. Like that. You know that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. The Omen, um, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like stop messing with the classics. Um, and but if you're going to do that, then give us a new story to bring new people into it, but also reward the fans of the original work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's it's 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 really it's a it's a good it was a good question. Um yeah, good question yeah, because question. yeah, um it, it's it's really just all over Hollywood, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh people like my Dr. Claw. That's good. Yes. Uh because my voice is suffering now. Um <laughs> Penny and the dog were the main heroes. Yes. Isn't it yep. funny how with cartoons like that there was always the kids and the kids were always looked at as being just afterthoughts but they were the smart ones in the cartoon. Um yeah. Uh yeah, they were. They were, I agree. Uh fun fact, wrestling Dave's fan loves the horn. Oh, he yeah, he loves the horn. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is why we keep doing it, you know. We keep uh, we have to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> he would beat old Joe in his lawn with the power of new technology. <laughs> Frank Welker was was he really? Yep, I didn't know yep, that. Frank oh, that's Welker. cool. So uh, Megatron was or yeah, Frank Welker was Megatron, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah, wow, that's cool, dude. Uh, so many of these voice actors uh, were different characters along the way. Uh, we talked—I talked about that on my '80s podcast because so many of them they played. Yeah, was he was he Megatron? Yep, he sure. Yeah, was. I thought so. Yeah, I mean, you hear so many of the same voices playing different characters. Um, like I know he—I think he also played the voice of uh, Cobra Commander. 
in GI Joe as well, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I think he was he he was in GI Joe, but I don't know exactly who he played. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the voice actors are are some some of the I mean, man, they some of the greatest people. Mark Hamill, oh, so good, so good with his voices with the Joker and stuff like that. Just does an amazing job with voice acting. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Dave's fan says, "Don't mess with John Wick." He's not real. It's not really John Wick. I told you he's Neo. Um, uh, What superstitions do I have? Hmm. Uh, Well, definitely not Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. Um, I don't know. That's a good one too. I don't know that. I don't know that I have any. I mean, my mom used to tell me about those growing up. Obviously, don't step on a crack. Good Lord. I mean, walking down the sidewalk, my mother's like, don't step on that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I do. I mean, the whole thing with walking under ladders and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I ever really, I don't think I ever really bought into that. Because I, I, I never really avoided anything like that. Like I said, I grew up with, I mean, my mom used to do all that stuff. You know, my, my mom, whenever we drove past a, um, if, if, if we ever saw like a dead animal on the road, my mom would bless herself uh, going past the cemetery, kind of like the same thing. So my mom was very much um, into a lot of that stuff. Um, but um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I do. I don't, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. You have superstitions, Jeff? Yes, quite okay. a few. Um, okay, but most of them were when I was an athlete. Um, so like when I was when I was an athlete, especially um, in track and field, I had to wear the like the same exact outfit every single time. I had to wear the same jersey or singlet. I couldn't wear. A different one. It couldn't be a different color. Oh yeah, okay. Every yeah, it had to be the same every single time. Okay. Um, I had to get my wrist wrapped the same way every time, and I would always end it with one wrap to the right, tear the tape. One wrap to the left, tear the tape, and that was every time. Don't know why I started doing that, but. That was that was my thing, and it, it kind of worked out well for me. That I could see, yeah, that I could see. I know athletes do have a lot of uh, a lot of superstitions, a lot of different things that they do. So yeah, I can definitely see that. Sonny wants to know if I like Hamilton and Hades Town, the musical. I um I've never seen either one. Um, I like certain musicals, but I never my my oldest daughter is big, 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 big fan of Hamilton. Um, and I, I'm guessing it's okay. I I. I, you know, I heard a lot of good things. Um, I've just, I've just never seen it. Um, I haven't seen a musical to be honest in a while. Um, I used to like to go to them a lot when I was a kid, my mom worked in a dinner theater. Um, so I was able to, we were able to get in for free, uh, to see a lot of shows. Um, and I saw a lot of shows growing up. Um, and I, I enjoyed them. I, uh, I enjoyed going to plays and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I do like them, but I, I've never, I haven't seen either one of those. Never seen uh, the new ones. John Wick, uh, Rusty still on. John Wick uh, becomes a puppy breeder. <laughs> John Wick is in 2020. Yeah, well, everything got moved back. Uh, they were supposed to both be out this year. John Wick and Matrix Four, and they were supposed to be out on the same 
day with the same star in both of them. Hence my theory. Uh, they don't do that. They just don't do that. They've never done that with stuff before. So why would they do that? And why would they set it up where they were going to have John Wick 4 debut first? And then The Matrix would debut after. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, look into that theory if you've never heard it before because it's on the internet. And I tell everybody that that is not a real character. Uh, and there's a lot more clues to it as well. Uh, Matrix 4. Yeah. Sean, it's, they're supposed to come out on the same day. Um, supposed to come out on the same day. Moose sucks eggs. Yes. Yes. Rob Zombie did. Dude, don't get me started about that god-awful Halloween that Rob Zombie did. God-awful. God-awful. Um, part two was unwatchable. The first one, I watched it. I've seen it more than once. Uh, but it's not... Look, listen to John Carpenter talk about that movie, and you'll know exactly why I don't like it. Um, he made Michael into Jason Voorhees. Uh, he turned him into a big, humongous guy uh, that was, you know, this unstoppable killing machine. And that is not what Michael Myers was. Michael Myers was supposed to scare you because he was an everyman. He wasn't supposed to be seven feet tall. He wasn't supposed to be this big, humongous dude. That That's just not how he was supposed to be. And also, you weren't supposed to feel bad for the dude. And you kind of did. When you saw the backstory of the kid and, you know, the kid at the asylum and the poor kid went crazy and, you know, and you saw the whole backstory, you felt bad for him. And that's not how it was supposed to be. So, no, man, I'm, I'm too much of a fan of the original. And to me, that was just that was trash. That was just trash. Um, like I said, I, I watched it, but. Uh, no, I, I can't go there. It was just, I, I'm a big John Carpenter fan, and uh, I did not uh, like that movie at all. Uh, what else? Disney Plus. Yes, I get Disney Plus for free um, for a year because I work for Verizon. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave's going to bed. Yeah, we're going to get out of here too, Dave. Yeah. We've been on for a good amount now. It's past midnight. Uh once upon a time, Lucifer Titans on Netflix. No, I, Sonny, honestly, I have not had time um, to watch stuff on Netflix. I, I'm be, I'm, there's things I want to watch. Um, I want to watch uh, Altered Carbon. I want to, I usually, I mean, when I binge something, it's uh, Stranger Things, I'll binge that right through. When that comes on, I watch it right through. So when it comes out next, whenever it's coming out, um, I'll watch the whole thing. Um, Mandalorian on Disney Plus, uh, I would have binged that. But, of course, they released one per week. And I think that's how they're going to do it from now on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, when I binge, I binge hard. <laughs> I, just haven't, I just haven't had time to do it. Um, let's see. Uh, Jesse said she loves voice actors and voice acting. Part of one of my dream jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, look, it's a it's a very cool profession. Um, there's a lot more of it going on now because of the animation stuff that they use. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dave says, fun fact, the dream doctor in Nightmare on Elm Street was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, uh, 
Deanna and Ethan discuss this, and their superstition is the opposite foot. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Like I said, uh, athletes have them. Um, there's a lot of athletes that do have superstition, so absolutely. Absolutely. Will Heath beat Moose next week for the championship in contracts as Showtime Torres? Um, yes. Ah, uh, I can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, Jeff obviously agrees with me. Yeah, I think so. I think he can. When will fans be at shows again? Gust wants to know. Oh man, that's such a tough question. I don't know. I don't know. That's hard. Um, I'm going to say wrestling. I'm going to say next WrestleMania, um, I think is the target. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I think next WrestleMania is the target because I just think that, uh, yeah, until they get a vaccine, I just don't think we're going to see it. I just think that I don't think we're going to see crowds out there until a vaccine comes out. And I think that, you know, they're working on it. I know that I, I read today that they, uh, some companies working on it, testing monkeys. Um, and I think they were saying that the latest test had 87% showed that they didn't get it or get it back again. Um, so obviously it seems like they're making some progress, uh, but that's when I think we'll see fans back in the building. I, I, I just don't think they could take the chance. Um, uh, I work in retail and uh, we were all told that uh, they are not opening the store this year on Thanksgiving, uh, which is great uh, for me. Uh, but, uh, but I don't think they're going to have, have the crowds and stuff like that in the buildings for black Friday and stuff either. So I think all that stuff's going to get shut down as well. They just can't take the chance. Um, especially with the, the fall coming up and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, flu season coming back, um, you know, they, they, they can't take the chance. General snotty naughty says what I like about Michael is that he's normal. Yeah. That's the feel that John Carpenter was going for. Um, he wants to he wanted to make him normal that he could just be after anyone and that's why he didn't like the whole thing about michael having a sister that that um that jamie lee curtis was his sister he didn't like how they did that uh when when they did that in halloween too because he didn't want it to be a particular target that he had he just wanted to be anybody and that's why it made that film creepy here's a, here's a quick little thing about halloween i have a halloween documentary that i watched um uh, a few years ago, I still have it. It's uh, it's good if you haven't ever seen it. But um, there was when John pitched that movie, he brought it in and uh, he had the uh, the the studio uh, watch it, and they watched it and they said it wasn't scary at all. There was no music in it, so they watched. They just watched the film and they said, "Well, this this isn't scary." And then when Carpenter did the soundtrack uh, and the, and the music and stuff for it and put all the music in, they were like, "Oh." Yeah, now it's terrifying. So it's really funny, like how the take the music out of a horror film. Um, you know, put mute on your TV once when you're watching a horror film. Uh, music really makes horror films. Absolutely makes horror films. Um, and that was a that was a prime example. Uh, would never have come out uh, if not for the soundtrack in it. So, um, seven a.m. Oh man, sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, let's see. Nail says, ooh, let's talk Stranger Things and Mandalorian next series. Uh, Mandalorian, I'm excited um, because, again, Star Wars nerd. Um, but they are supposed to have Ahsoka Tano, who, if you don't know who that is, she is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan from the Clone Wars. 
and she was in Rebels. Um, if you are Star Wars fans and you have not seen either one of those, especially Star Wars Rebels, fantastic. Watch them. Uh, the guy who does those, his name is Dave Filoni, and that man is a Star Wars uh guru uh and and he's partly helping doing mandalorian so if you're liking that that's why um but uh she's supposed to be in it and uh boba fett is supposed to be in it for empire strikes back uh he is coming back everybody was uh was pretty excited when they heard that and he's being played by the actor who played Django fett in the prequels so obviously he's a clone and uh that's kind of what he would look like i guess uh so yeah uh pretty cool though uh, pretty cool. I'm I'm excited for Mandalorian, and we got the Marvel series and stuff coming on uh, Disney Plus too. Um, they are they'll be starting up. I think they're saying Captain. What is it? So uh, when us? Uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and WandaVision should be out. I think before the end of this year. Um, so yeah, so we're kind of getting some stuff. We're kind of getting some stuff. It's just exciting. I watched some stuff on Comic-Con, um, and I saw if you're fans of the walking dead, uh, they're finally going to come out with the, uh, the finale, uh, for season 10, uh, is in October. And then the other two series fear the walking dead. And then the other new one that they're doing is also going to come out. So we're going to start seeing some stuff coming back in the fall. So that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. So I think we're done. I uh, don't want to keep you guys anymore. It's getting late, and I got to get up for work in the morning, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. So, thank you all for joining us again. Um, listen, um, I'm just gonna. I'll just go over a little bit more of the rest of the week that we've got coming up for you. Obviously, tomorrow is Thursday. We have a. Um, we have an interview uh, and ask the insiders uh, with Jody uh, tomorrow night. Uh, she will be uh, asking or answering your questions, and uh, you can chat with us at uh, seven o'clock, seven p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Jody will be here for that, uh, and we will be along as well to uh, to uh, ask your questions. Uh, and then Friday we've got a hot tag with. Brandy, Brandy should be there for a hot tag along with Jeff, uh, and they are talking about. Snap into a Slim Jim, yeah. They're talking about Randy Macho Man Savage this Friday. So uh, that will be a fun time as well. And then Saturday, oh, Saturday is going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Saturday we have, obviously, uh, the Impact Talking Shop-a-mania. That's going to be a good time. Uh, so we have that coming up Saturday. Um, but yes, um, we have some announcements coming as well. So keep watching our channel. Um, a little bit of surprises coming up. Coming up that we're uh, we're going to be telling you guys about um, exciting stuff. Obviously, check out Jeff's articles on Sports Kita um, and follow us if you don't already. Uh, Twitch. Obviously, head over there and follow us if you're on Twitch. If you have not done that already, please do so uh, on our YouTube page. Obviously, follow, like, comment on our videos. Uh, that always is awesome when you guys do that. Uh, Instagram, we are on there. We're on Facebook. I saw I invited some of you guys into the Facebook page last night as well. So, yes, continue to do that, and that would be amazing. Um, Jeff, any last words before we say good night? Um, really looking forward to Saturday because it's yeah. going to be fun. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Saturday night is going to be a fun night. So come and join us at 9 o'clock on Saturday. C says, what's sleep? <laughs> That's the thing that some of us have to get when we're older. Um, 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, thanks for joining us again tonight, guys. Uh, as always, uh, we had a blast, and uh, thank you uh, for being part of our community, part of our shows, and coming and watching us as well, and supporting us as you always do. So, from Jeff and myself. Good night, all, and we will talk to you tomorrow for the Ask the Insiders. Take care, everybody, and have a great night.